No, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. Get back up on the couch. Get on the couch. This is how I normally record. Yeah, I know, but you, right wanted, you wanted to record on the couch. You don't know that. You're Now you're imposing what you think I desired on me. You were sitting on the couch. You know what? You know what? You made a conscious decision to say, you know what I desire right now is to sit on the couch, you know not on what? the floor. And so you did that instead. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Thomas Mooney. And I'm Matthew Cruz. And we are happy to have you joining us today. Mm-hmm. As usual, we're going to dive right into trivia with me bringing the questions and Matthew, hopefully, bringing the answers. Okay, so, as usual... You have two lifelines of multiple choice and calling someone to help you. Are you ready? Yes. Excellent. So there's a theme to these uh, these questions, these trivia questions. It's like Catholic geography. Okay. Oh. So it'll be kind of kind of nifty. Okay. We'll see. We'll see how okay. you do. Okay. Okay. All right. Question number one. Yeah. The year is 1689. I'm right, I'm in it, I'm here. During this year, one country passed a Bill of Rights that stated that no Roman Catholic would ever rule that country. What country is that? 1689? Yes, sir. No. Um, okay, let's think about this. 1689. So, you'd think a country would pass a law like that. Like, if they were an older country pretty early on you know what i mean mm-hmm. so they're probably a newer country okay because you know around that time people were exploring the rest of the world yeah yeah they were so it's probably western hemisphere one of the americas caribbean around there but the thing is in all spanish countries they were probably catholic so they would never ever make a thing like that probably right you're most right likely. America wasn't a thing yet, mm-hmm. so that takes that one off the bucket list. It was in America. I'm going to say Canada, because... The the French settled country? Well, only one state of it was... Oh, okay. So, English Canada. Yeah. So, English Canada. Because, well, this is I interesting, mean, because it wasn't a country at the time. Well, I don't know Canadian history, so then, so then maybe it's not Canada. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> thank you for the hint. So then maybe it's like, a, it's got to be a Protestant country. Correct. Yes. Okay. Sort so, of. Hmm. Sort of. Maybe, how long has Northern Ireland been a thing? I don't know. Okay. Then, then uh, maybe it's Scotland? Final hmm. answer? Final answer is England. England is your final answer. England is my final answer. That is correct. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! 
So this would have been right after the revolution that ousted King James II, and I believe this was the revolution that established England as a Protestant country. I could be wrong there, but uh, this that's why I said, when you, when you said it has to be a Protestant country, I was like, yes, kind of, because before then, it England was... had a history of being Catholic, very yeah. Catholic. All right, so moving on to question number two. So we all know George Calvert, right? Well, George Calvert in 1632 established a colony in the newly discovered Americas. This colony was meant to be a refuge for English Catholics coming over to America. What was the name of that colony and now state? I'm going to stick with Maryland. Final answer. That is correct. But for those who don't know George Calvert, could you elaborate? <laughs> could you elaborate on who he is? Because I totally forgot who he was. <laughs> so the reason I said that is just because he's known for founding Maryland. He's known for being a Catholic who came over to the Americas and establishing Mary's Land, mm-hmm. Maryland. Got it. Named after our mother, Mary. Praise God. I'm sure he did more, but... <laughs> I'm sure he did more. <laughs> that is what he's largely known for. Got it. Thank All you. right. Two for two. You're doing. You're, you're on a hot streak here. I don't know how. I've just been doing great racing. You really have, but this one, this one might oh. get you. This is a toughie. So there's no years in this one. Okay. What island between Italy and Libya was once home to an order of Catholic knights and now has a population that is about 90% Catholic? I'm going to go with Malta. Final answer? Final answer. That's correct. Yes! Woohoo! So the Knights of Malta were the order that was living on that island, and apparently now they have a 90% Catholic population. I have no idea about this order. I have no idea who they are. I just remember one time at a Eucharistic Congress, I saw, like, the Knights usually, like, come in. Like, all the different, like, lay orders, like, kind of come in with a procession for, like, the beginning of the Mass or whatever. And then I saw these, like, fuddy-duddies, and I was like, who are these guys? And I didn't know who they were, and I looked them up, and I was like, ah, whatever. And that was the first time I'd heard of them, but I have no idea, like, really a lot about their order or, like, who they are. Um, aren't they co- Are they? Do you know if they're co-ed? I remember seeing women dressed in regalia. I mean, originally, no. Originally, Originally, no. they okay. were just knights, which was restricted to men. Yeah. Um, and interestingly, uh, this could be phony, but I'm pretty sure it's true. So they're also known by as the knight the knights hospitalar. Okay. And they they were known for caring for pilgrims or faith based groups like people groups I guess pilgrims. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> people groups. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was through them that we get the terms hospitality and hospital. Huh. From the knights hospitalar. So I'm pretty sure that's true. I'm not positive. But I do know that the origins of hospitals come from the Catholic faith. Yeah. Uh, And I'm pretty sure it's through these knights, specifically this order, that we get the idea of modern-day hospitals. Because they would care for and provide housing and medical care for travelers and and, uh, pilgrims. Huh. Fun fact. You learn something new every day. Absolutely. Every single day. 
You know, I don't know how I got these answers right. I don't know. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God for the gift of knowledge. I don't know. Praise God. Much bless. Much bless. Amen. Amen. Isn't Susan like dead now? What? Susan from the parish council, she's dead. Like, have you followed this? No. I used to follow her on Twitter and then I realized she's kind of toxic. <laughs> so. She is a little bit. But a For while... those who don't know, Susan from the parish council is like a comedy account. What do you call it? Like a par- like parody a account. Parody That's account? what I'm going for. Yeah. Of boomers, basically. <laughs> And the parish it, councils. It had in like yeah, the parish council and yeah. But it had some golden funny tweets, but it was a little bit toxic. Yeah, it definitely was. But at the end of February, she like posted that she was like going to the hospital and that she was practically dying. Oh my gosh. And like she hasn't posted since and so I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure she's like the fan account is uh, pretty sure she's dead. Like in the, like whatever, like following, like in her parody story, she's dead. Cause she hasn't posted in over like four months. Well, February, March, April, May, three months. She hasn't posted in over three months. Um, well, she posted four days ago on Twitter. Did she? Yes. She hasn't posted on Facebook in a really long time. She posted on Twitter, Why do people think we are going to have masks again before we have a vaccine? Do they want to die? Or do they want people to die? <laughs> she, has she been posting on Twitter? Yeah, she's been posting on Twitter. Dang, this is why I need a Twitter. She posted on February 21st. Hi, newsletter group. Thank you for all the prayers and good vibes. I'm sorry to say things haven't improved and are actually looking pretty bad. I'm actually feeling pretty at peace, all things considered. I talked with Father Youngtrad yesterday. <laughs> maybe they're two different accounts. They are. Father Youngtrad is two, is a different. No, oh. no. I'm saying maybe the Twitter and the Facebook are different. Well, usually the ones that are on Facebook, like the ones that are on Twitter, end up on Facebook. Yeah. Like, and I'm pretty sure they've got like the same, I uh, profile picture and everything. But it was kind of one of those things where like somebody would post on their Twitter, and then automatically would post on their Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh no, she has. The whole hospital saga on Twitter. Yeah. Did she ever say what happened to her? I'm dying to know. <laughs> she she had some illness and Father Youngtrad was like praying for her and then all of a sudden she just stopped posting. So I think by the way this, this looks is the owner of the account may have actually gone to the hospital. It says, hi Twitter group. Thank you for all the prayers and good vibes. I'm starting to say things haven't improved and are actually looking pretty bad. I'm actually pretty at peace, all things considered. I talked with Father Youngtrad yesterday, and he not, he's on his way over to do the anointing ritual. He asked me if I would be open to him performing it in, quote-unquote, the older way. That made me smile, because he's nothing if not persistent, and he clearly cares for me in, this, in his way. I gave him grief over the phone and protested, that he was trying to take advantage of me in my weakened condition. <laughs> but even as I teased him, I decided to humor him and let him go ahead. And maybe, just maybe, I won't mind too much after all. Well, my care team is coming in now, and Father will arrive soon. I guess it's time for me to log off now. I'm not sure when I'll be back. Many blessings to all of you. Love, Susan. So, like, most of them are, like, sarcastic-y or, like, clearly... But this one, like, feels heartfelt. No, that's the thing. 
Did you see the bottom of it? And then... It says, Alexa, send the email. <laughs> the next the next post was two months later, and it was a Easter post, and it says, Feel like I... It says, feels like I had the weirdest dream. That's it. <laughs> and then, wait, what did I miss? Is the next post. So, like... Maybe they did. Maybe they were just... But at the same time, I'm thinking, like, maybe they were just like, I can't deal with this right now. Like, maybe they had something else going on in their lives. I don't know. Or their plate was just too full, and they were like, I gotta chill with this fan account for now. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I just remember on the retreat... Hearing um, about Susan. Somebody comes in the room and goes, guys, Susan from the parish council is dying. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> like it was news to everybody. Everyone cared so much. They were like, no, Susan. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> does your home parish have a parish council? I don't know. We have like a stewardship council, but they don't make like, I mean, I don't think they make like monetary or parish decisions. They just like, help with they're like a fake council <laughs> no they're like they just kind of like assist the pa- i guess they are parish council because they're not like staff but they're like we should do this to help people tithe and like we should have this or do Interesting. this or, you know what i mean do their ideas ever get rolled out used some of them do but it's less like <laughs> It's just like ideas because nothing new happens. Yeah. Like I don't know what they actually do. I know my parents used to be <laughs> on the council. That's like, pretty they funny. They used to do it, um, but they pretty much just like roll out a stewardship video every year, <laughs> and like they have an Oktoberfest at our at our parish where like everybody comes. But the bit they're like the the irony behind it is that everybody who's working the Oktoberfest to make sure that the Oktoberfest is done well mm-hmm. are all the people who are already giving their time talent and treasure yeah so like the festival is meant to celebrate those people but they're the ones that end up working it like it's for them but they're the ones running it it's really it's kind of anyway counterintuitive (laughs) exactly and i'm like what susan enjoy the festivities stop working for a day now go to the cotton candy stand and give these kids some cotton candy like it's very it's very interesting um so like I, i guess their main their main thing is like Thinking of a new stewardship theme for yeah. the following year. Um, like, that's their whole thing. And, like, they do contact of, like... Like, they do kind of talk with um, some of the financial chair people. But the people who are, like, in charge of finances and, steward, like, a lot of the other stuff are, like, actual staff members mm-hmm. who've been there for a really long time. Um, but in the end, I mean, it's the pastors who make... Pastors pastor (laughs) makes all the decisions but yeah i guess i've never actually i mean like i guess they're a parish council but like not to the extent that susan from the parish council is yeah i don't know if my home parish had one in tampa i was too young to care exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) like i guess i guess a parish council is supposed to like assist and, like, the pastor making decisions so that way everybody's voice is heard or whatever. Yeah. So, like, the pastor knows what the prisoners want, but, like, whatever. <laughs> Which is a great thing until boomers get involved. It's a great thing until people want to run the church instead of the pastor, you know? That's what I meant by boomers. <laughs> huh. Name calling. <laughs> it's okay. 
it's so funny that this is happening. I don't know how else to explain it. I just think it's so funny that all of us somehow grew up with the same Karen as a mother. And now we're all fighting back against her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's a cultural thing now. Like, it's Push not... back against the Karen. <laughs> like... The revolution has begun. Exactly. And when people are like, oh, you'd be afraid of my mom. Like, I'm a, like my mom, you know, she'll write a nasty word of email. Like, all of us grew up apparently with the same mom that yeah. would write nasty emails to, to people. <laughs> like, my mom didn't. Really? My mom did all the time. I mean, she's great now. She, I mean, she's fine now. But like... No, my mom... There was one time where... This is kind of funny. So, my brother John, mm. he once went to school and left his essay at home. Uh, that was due that day. And so my mom wrote an email to the teacher. And she said, Hi, I just wanted to let you know that John left his essay at home. He did it, and I have a picture of it. And I will send the, I'll include the picture in the email. So please, you know, let him have an extension. Let him, let him like, get a fair graded tomorrow. Please do not deduct any points. Mm-hmm. Because he did the work, and I know he did the work, and I know he did a great job. Just kidding. He left it at home. Give him an F. That's <laughs> 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 funny. That's pretty funny. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a difference between moms caring for their children and moms just being rude to workers who are just trying to make well, I mean, minimum that, wage. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> like, and there's no reason to be rude. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, my cousin used to work at Disney, and there was this one time she worked at she worked at um, MGM or Hollywood Studios at the Fantasia. Yeah. Um, attraction, I guess that's what you'd call it. And this one time, this family that had fast passes. So the way that the fast passes work is like you can come. 30 minutes early to the show or like 10 minutes before house actually opens and you get your seats and then the rest of the people kind of file in. So she gets to this family comes up and like the show's about to start. Mm -hmm. So they've already given away like the fast pass or like the priority seating or whatever you have to pay extra for. And it says the times that they need to be there on the ticket. Yeah. And the family shows up and they're like, this is outrageous. We want to speak to your manager because she's like, listen your seats were taken and you didn't show up on time you know i can't help you yeah because you didn't do what you were supposed to do (laughs) (laughs) and they were like this outrageously want to speak to your manager like we're gonna complain yada 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 and this little kid comes up and it's like i'm gonna tell walt himself and my cousin looks him dead in the eyes and goes walt's dead (laughs) and the manager comes over and he's like what seems to be the problem Walt's dead. <laughs> She's like, the mom's like, how oh dare you? Oh my gosh. Oh man. She has some horror stories about working at Disney. Walt's dead. Walt's dead. <laughs> my mom worked at Disney. Did she really? Yeah, she worked at like a pizza place. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she told us about one time when they had like literal scientists trying to figure out the correct mixture of fake cheese and real cheese. So that the pizza, like the cheese on the pizza wouldn't look disgusting, but would be as cheap as possible. Because if you used only fake cheese, it would like get clear. Ew. After 
like a while of sitting. And so it looked grossly unappetizing. Yeah. And so they had to figure out the correct balance between real cheese and fake cheese. So it would look appetizing, but still be cheap. That was old Disney. New Disney is fantastic with food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> old Disney was atrocious. That's nasty. <laughs> That's nasty. You hear they're opening up again on July 11th? Yeah. Wow. Okay. What were we talking about? Um, oh, you went to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom. And I was going to ask you how your prayer life has been. It's been pretty good. Yeah. Could be better, as usual. Um, it's, it's tough and it's surprising that I still haven't figured this out, but part of it is, I don't know, it's tough with work is what I was saying. Yeah. Uh, trying to get up early enough in order to do morning prayer. Um, and part of, part of the reason I say like it's tough and I'm surprised I haven't figured it out is because I need to be going to bed earlier because, you know, I start work early in the morning, 7 a.m., and so I'm getting up at like 6.30 because mm-hmm. my work's right around the corner. But if I go to bed earlier, I could get up at like 5.30. Yeah. Give me enough time to do prayer and get breakfast. But, yeah, you know, it's tough. Uh, I consistently am doing uh, prayer over meals, though. That's one that really has been hitting different for me. Really? Because I listened to a podcast where a priest was talking about I think we may have talked about it on the podcast already, but how, you know, the world is the realm of Satan and the re- the resurrection of Christ began, or the incarnation really, but ultimately with the resurrection, began this like war on earth of, mm-hmm. you know, salvation, essentially. Yeah. Of slowly the conversion of the world back to God. Because original sin is what plunged it into Satan's territory. Mm-hmm. But anyway, every time I'm like, oh, yum, I'm going to eat this snack. I was like, wait, this is like actually could have demonic influence. Yeah. Like this snack, as innocent or insignificant as it might seem. Sorry, I'm trying to get to a place where you can look at <laughs> Good. Is something that comes from the, the realm of Satan. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's been tough. How about yours? Yeah. Along the same lines, I mean, trying to, no, who am I kidding? It it just sucked. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I feel like I've really fallen back into, um, acedia Mm. and just like, I don't freaking care about yeah. doing anything because there's no point. Yeah. I mean, there is a point, but like in my head, I'm like, <laughs> that's one thing that's, that's been a struggle during coronavirus. Yeah. is like, because it is a special circumstance, I got to remind myself not to be, you know, scrupulous and being like, Oh, I need to be doing things. I need to be like, yeah. And, but I like, there's also voices saying, yeah, but, there's a lot of things you just can't do because of your situation. But then there's another voice like saying, those are excuses. Those are bad excuses. You could be doing stuff. Like you could be using your time. Anyway, there's back yeah. and forth inside my head about one side saying these are special circumstances, which is true. 
Um, and so what would normally be considered lazy might not be considered lazy because we're supposed to stay at home. We're not supposed to go out and do things. No, yeah. We're supposed to stay at home. But then there's another voice that's saying, yeah, but instead of watching Netflix, you could paint. Instead of watching Netflix, you could read. Yeah. Instead of, you know, sleeping when you get home from work, you could go for a run. Yeah. I've actually started doing that, which is awesome. Mm. It feels good. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's like hard. And I don't know if this has been this your same experience with the CD. It's like hard to like find out, okay, yes, this is a special circumstance, but even those have their limit, you know? Yeah. I feel like at first that was my excuse was like, okay, everybody's not doing anything. So like, it's okay to not do something or like everybody's just kind of chilling at home and binging Netflix and everywhere on TikTok, everybody's making jokes about like not coming out of their room and just like going and getting snacks and going back and watching Netflix all day. So it's okay for me to do that because everybody else is doing that. And then I'm like, well, that's wrong. (laughs) It's not the right logic. Yeah. Um, And so at this point it's like, okay, I set an alarm for a decent time in the morning to wake up like eight, nine o'clock decent time for somebody who's not working and still doesn't want to waste the day away. Um, but doesn't actually get up until 11, 30, 12. Yeah. Um, and then when they get up, they just watch Netflix. Yeah. And don't take the time out of their schedule where nothing is actually happening to pray. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's so much time that could be used towards bettering my relationship with God, but instead I'm just not doing that <laughs> yeah. um, Definitely. and it's not like I'm d- watching things that are degrading my spirituality but I'm definitely not doing anything to push it you know yeah. what I mean and there's the whole phrase like if you're not growing in spirituality you're dying we've talked about you're it. not being yeah there's no stagnancy soul dust yeah you remember that exactly <laughs> um it feels like you're gathering soul dust but like I'm, I know, I'm not, what'd you say? I'm sorry, we had a discussion previously about soul dust. Yeah. Um, we did, we did. <laughs> Where I told you it wasn't a thing. Yeah, but then in our, our episode about a scene. Anyway, we... <laughs> anyway, we're, 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 we're just gonna, we already had this discussion. Okay. <laughs> I just feel like there's a lot more that I could be doing with my time, and I'm just not doing it, which is, so that's my struggle with the CDA currently. Um, and I'm getting back into reading. I'm reading a book currently, um called the chris farley show and it's just about chris farley who if you don't know who that is he was a comedian in the 90s um who got extremely popular for his work on snl yeah and he started to grow his career um but died of an overdose at like really early in his 30s um and he was catholic and he grew up in an irish american family and i was like Sure, might as well read it. Because I heard some other, on another podcast, I heard them talking about it. So I was like, I'm going to read the book. Because I feel like that's something that I could get back into the swing of spiritual reading with. Like, it's something that I could get, that would help me get back into just reading in general. Um, So I've been reading that. um, And that's been really good. And it's allowed me to take some things to prayer. And it's allowed me to, like, 
witness things. Why do you think it's so easy for us to, in isolation, just turn to, like, Netflix? I think it's just because it's easy. Like, it's really easy to not do anything when you're in isolation. And Netflix is one of those things that you can do while you're not doing anything. Yeah. But, like, what made me think of this, and I'm going to rip on ours, on us real quick. So, like, okay, you do it in isolation. There's probably things you could be doing better. Yeah. You know. There's been several times where we, like, get together. And then we record our podcast. And then we watch Netflix. Yeah. Instead of, you know, sitting, talking, chatting, you know, catching up with each other, we watch Netflix. Mm. And it's just, I, I was thinking about that recently. I was like, why? Because, you know, we, we talk about this isolation, how it's so hard and, you know, it sucks being alone. And, you know, I'm living here absolutely alone. All my roommates have moved out and people are like, oh my gosh, are you okay? You know, are you, you know, you're not like living with people. You're not interacting with people outside of work. You know, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, I have lived alone before. Mm-hmm. And I always say, yeah, it's fine. Matthew and Jamie come over. You know, I see them all the time. And then the the thought occurred to me the other day. I was like, not that I don't appreciate you guys coming over, and not that we have, <laughs> not that we have never, you know, we have, you know, just sat and talked yeah. at times. But I've also thought of, dang, there's been a lot of times where them being here hasn't changed what I've done. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Where them being here, we'll just sit and watch Netflix together instead of me sitting and watching Netflix by myself. Yeah. I think it's that whole thing of, like, that our generation gets ratted on constantly for, like, being in the same room and, like, on our own phones. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're just kind of, like, with each other. Um, but not present. Yeah. Not, not present. But, like, and it's the same thing, like, dating has not really... It's just kind of turned into two people hanging out and watching yeah. something together. Two people hanging out and being on their phones together. Just like in the same vicinity with each other. Disgusting. Um, and I mean, on some level, and I don't think we're there. <laughs> yeah. But like on some level, people talk about like old married couples just like being in a room together and they don't like have to speak or anything. Mm-hmm. They just like. They're with each other, and that's good enough. But we're not even with each other um, when we do that. When we're watching Netflix, we're, like, distracted. We're like, we're, like, making commentary and, like, joshing with each other while yeah. it's going on. But I guess what really, like, made me think about this is I was listening to another show, and they were talking about how deprived we are of being able to just sit and, like, chat with each other. Like, the loss of chatter. Yeah. And, you know, I've told many people, when I go home um, with, to, like, see my family, we'll sit around a table and we'll talk for hours on end. Just, like, about our lives, updating each other, uh, stories, jokes, you know, banter, basically, for hours. And they're all like, whoa, that's so amazing. Yeah, your family's really good at that. <laughs> we, it's pretty fun. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, why can't we do that? In our friend groups. And, you know, I, I think of stories of when my dad was in college. You know, he, he constantly talks about how television, it existed. He's not that old. 
You know, but they <laughs> they wouldn't just turn on. They didn't have Netflix. They wouldn't turn on Netflix. They wouldn't play video games. They would play cards and talk and drink. Yeah. And have fun and like they do stupid things. And that's another thing. Hold on. Little other thing is doing stupid things. Yeah. Something that's been totally lost on us. And I realized this when I went home because I was doing something <laughs> stupid and my sister was recording it on her phone. And it got me thinking is like, first off, I don't care. I do stupid things anyway. Yeah. But like, have we lost the ability to do stupid things because people record them? Address either of those, the conversation one or the stupidity. Your choice. Gosh, okay. I don't know which one to go to bite on first. <laughs> Let's go um, with the conversation because that was first. Okay, conversation. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back to stupidity. I think for me personally, if I'm in a conversation with someone, some people used to tell me that I was really good at having conversations with people. Yeah. And in my head, I was like, oh, okay, cool, thank you. But I think over time, even I've personally noticed that like I think I suck at having conversations with people and I just like don't know where else to go. Mm-hmm. So for some people, it's like really easy to just kind of do something else or allow something else to, to do the talking yeah. for, for me and somebody else to like banter about or to talk about. It's hard to like lead a conversation. It's hard to, the art of conversing, I guess, like you said, is being lost. And I felt that because there's been a lot of times where I'm meeting someone new and I'm just like, um... Oh, yeah. Or like, I'll ask a question and they'll like kind of give like a one word or two word answer. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, and, it's, and then there's just awkward silence. And then it's just awkward silence while somebody, usually the person who is instigating the conversation is trying to think of another question yeah. to ask or something else to try to learn about this person. Yeah. I And I don't know why we've lost it. Yeah. Because well, I, it's because it's easy to avoid and it can be awkward. Like you said, there's awkward silences. And so yeah. instead of like trying to push through the awkward silence, we just abandon it. Because it's easier now, I think. I don't know. That's my thought. Yeah. At the same time too, and I don't want to like blame the boomers. Like, no, I'm wanna, not. I'm just right now that, I'm just like, I'm just like like pers- these are these these are personal statements and factual yeah. for me. Yeah, I think you know? like when I look at older generations <laughs> that like complain about us not being able to converse. You're finding every way not to say boomer. <laughs> you know what? I don't freaking care. The boomers and the Karens of the world, when I watch them interact in public or yeah. when I when they're with their families, a lot of time they're the ones that are on their phones doing something. And I'm like, you're supposed to be helping me. <laughs> you're supposed <laughs> to be helping us to... learn how to talk. And I can't do that if you're on your phone. I can't. I don't know. I, I've met a lot of boomers who are really good at at conversation. Yeah, I think there's like I think there's a good like half and half. Like I think yeah. that there's a lot of them. They're either really really good or terrible. Or terrible. <laughs> and they've totally jumped the whole like jumped on the whole like phone Netflix train. Yeah. And they're like we're getting out of here. We <laughs> you know like Yeah. And so And I feel like the the same could be said about our generation too though. Oh yeah. Cuz you have the people who are raised on technology and then you have those people who are hipster not really hipster, but yeah. they realize what technology does, and so they're like, "I need to, ha- you know, I, I need to have a healthy relationship with this." Yeah, and so, you know, th- th- there's plenty of people my age that I know that I love just sitting and talking to because there's so much fun, yeah, to just sit and talk with, yeah, like Zach. 
I love Zach so much. <laughs> He's so fun to talk with. So fun. Yeah. And even when we're like recording this, there's so many points where I'm just like, what the hell am I supposed to say next? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like where, how, because this is the point and the comfort, like this is the crux of the conversation somehow has landed on me and I'm like, all right, where do I, do I want to keep going with this? Where do I go next? I am not having any thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like nothing is going on in my brain to like continue the conversation. So now it's on me and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. There was, there was, there was one time. So this was all on the same trip. I'm having all these realizations. <laughs> <laughs> this is that same trip down to visit my family. I stopped by my brother's house and he had some of his friends over who are from his uh, young adult group at the church. Mm-hmm. But the conversation wasn't about explicitly Catholic things. And I found, I found myself like struggling mm. to converse. Like I think, I think when I'm comfortable with people, I can talk about not Catholic things. I can like, you know, converse about anything. Yeah. But when it's people that I'm new to, I think Catholic things, like explicitly Catholic things are like my comfort zone. Yeah. And when it's not that, I'm like, oh gosh, what do I do? What do I say? (laughs) You know? Yeah. Like even, there was even remarks made. They're like, oh, Thomas, Knights of Columbus, Grand Knight, you know, he's... (laughs) You know, he's, like, made a name for himself, you know, in, in, like, the Catholic sphere. And I was like, not that that's a bad reputation, but I was like, wow, I mean, I guess that is kind of my comfort zone. Yeah. That's where I am located kind of in everyone's mind and view of me. And again, not that that's a bad thing. If anything, that's a good thing, I guess, that they see me for my faith, but, like, it was interesting to me that I felt uncomfortable talking about things not explicitly Catholic. Yeah. And I was thinking about like, okay, how is this going to affect my ability to evangelize? Or like just hold a conversation conversation with someone. Like we were yeah. talking about Utrapalia so much lately. Mm-hmm. You know, how am I going to be able to entertain someone who's not Catholic? Yeah. And draw them into that joy. Yeah. It was just a, a thought like this whole train just took off and went. Yeah, I feel like I've I've definitely noticed that too. I'm I, I'm constantly around musical theater people in my major. Yeah, and usually, I mean, typically it's the same people. So you'd think that at some point we'd all understand each other and be able to converse with each other. But I constantly find myself in situations where I want to start a conversation with somebody, or I want to grow in relationship with somebody. To put it. In my- <laughs> big fancy terms. Ooh, I can use my our little jingle for keyword or something. Like that. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Where like one, I don't know how to start the conversation. I don't know what we would talk about. Yeah. When I start a conversation, it just like stops after two sentences, and like I don't know where I'm trying to go with. Like, if am I leading a conversation to a certain goal? Like, am I trying to? What am I trying to find out in this conversation? And then once I find that out. I found like it's hard to discern what else we should talk about, even in separate moments of different days. Because I'm like, okay, well, we talked about that. Am I going to go try to have another conversation about the exact same thing with this person? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there, there are people that I've had conversations with Faith about and that want to know more. Mm-hmm. And they want to come to church. And they want to do all these things. And I'm like, that's great. But like, that is the basis of our relationship. Yeah. And so I'm like, now every time I go back to them, Am I trying to actually grow in relationship with them or is this simply me bringing them to church? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know 
how to converse with them because I don't like I don't know what to say other than hey when can you come to church you know yeah, what I mean yeah. like and at some on one point it's like okay that's that's good like you're bringing them to church but the other it's like I'm but I'm not their friend mm-hmm. like usually they don't come to me to talk about this weekend's like football or or what they're doing in class like or how like a girl like they like a girl you know what I mean like we're not yeah. growing in relationship with one another it's just we're talking about church yeah. I wonder if I wonder if we've just kind of been overemphasizing goal oriented conversation, if yeah. that makes sense. Or like our mindset has been set to this idea of goal oriented conversation. Like how can I how can I like what do I need to do with this conversation? Rather than just being, you know, rather than just yeah. experiencing each other. Because when you think about it, like some of the most fun conversations or some of the best conversations I'm either it's either because I'm genuine I already have a pre-established relationship with someone and I just like want to know about their life and what's going on you know how are they doing it's a there's already a personal connection Mm -hmm. and the other most fun relate conversations are the ones that are just pointless yeah like they're just dumb but they they like and I, I mean that not in that they I mean that in the way that we're not trying to achieve anything by this conversation. Yeah. Like there's no goal to this conversation. Just being with each other and talking. And through that, you know, we grow in relationship. We find out more about each other. Like for instance, I brought up Zach earlier. Mm-hmm. So many conversations I've had with that man have just been <laughs> pointless. Yeah. They've just been <laughs> random and dumb. Yeah. Like the other time when we're talking about open minded open mindedness and closed mindedness, and he just like rants about what it would be like to be a closed minded person, <laughs> and he like acted in persona closed mindedness, and yeah. it was so funny yeah. and so great, you know. And but we weren't like genuinely trying to achieve the goal of understanding closed mindedness. We were just having a laugh, just yeah, you know, just being together, and it was so nice. But. Yeah, it's something, it's something that a lot of people, I'm not going to say we as a generation, I'm going to say a lot of people living in today's age have kind of lost sight of what that is, of like, just chatting. Well, I think, I think that's because a lot of our life has been directed as goal oriented. Yeah. Sadly, you know, we go to school to get good grades. We don't go to school to learn. Yeah. You know, we go to school to get good grades. We you know, do homework to get those good grades. We study to get those good grades. We play sports to win. Yeah. Not that that's a bad thing. Not that any of those are a bad thing. But we're like doing But we're things. missing the point. Yeah. We're not doing things to do them. We're doing them to... Like the point of have, yeah. sports, grow in discipline. You know, grow in athleticness. Get exercise. You know, the have fun. Yeah. The point of school, to learn, to expand your understanding of things. Yeah. Good grades is like a result. Yeah. Like we're missing the point of a lot of these things and the point of conversation, I think. And, you know, there are conversations. I'm not going to make a blanket statement that all conversations should be pointless. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you're trying to do an interview, the, obviously you there's... should be trying to figure out. Yeah. You know, and if you're trying to, you know, establish first base, like you should go know their name. 
Yeah. You know, if you're trying to first meet someone, go find out something in common with them. I don't know. But, like, it's okay to have, like, the, I don't know how to phrase this, but, like, the goals should line up with, like, your purpose for why you're interacting with this person. And that yeah. if it's if it's with a person, the purpose needs to be personal and not selfish. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe, and this is, like, kind of during the conversation a different way, but... Maybe we're, like, so scared of either, like, sharing too much or, like, they're not going to like us. Is that what you think it is? Or I think that everybody kind of has, like, a like a wall. And they're like, I don't want to seem – I don't want them to not like me. I don't want to – get on this person's bad side i don't want to say something that's gonna offend them or get Mm -hmm. them upset um so i'm just gonna like not really say anything at all um i think maybe i mean at least for me i've been in conversations with like with people like that and i'm like i don't really want to i don't want to go certain places in this conversation because i know what they think Mm -hmm. or i don't want to um share too much you're just like avoiding poking the bear exactly being too vulnerable being too yeah mostly being too vulnerable Cause like, I don't like, I don't want to share too much about myself and then the rest of the world knows mm-hmm. certain things or like, I don't want to, um, open up myself too much or else they'll see my wounds. You know what I mean? Like, mm. <laughs> like sad. And I feel like a lot of us are kind of in that space where we don't want to talk to other people because we're so like, just kind of wallowing in our own angst. <laughs> Angsty. <laughs> to say, yeah. to say, um, I don't know if you've experienced that, but like, I know that at least for me, there've been a lot of moments like that. I don't know if for mine, it's been fear of vulnerability, but rather, I I think a lot of times, (laughs) just to be blunt, there are times where I just like, I don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah, there's that too. (laughs) There's that. You know, because if I'm being honest, I love talking with people and I love conversation. Um... But there are honestly times where people just rub me wrong. I don't know why. And I'm just like, I really don't want to talk to this person right now. Mm. And sometimes, you know, those people are great people. And it's nothing against them. Yeah. It's mostly I'm just like having a day. Yeah. You know, which sucks for them and for me and for the (laughs) whole situation. Yeah. (laughs) But. Which is like, I don't don't want to talk to you. It's just a point where I need to mature and be better about. Yeah. It's like conversing like takes energy. It does. Like some people it's just so easy. Like they're just, ah, ha, how you doing there, Bobby? Hey, buddy. Yeah. And they just like do it. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> this guy, I'm like, how do you, how do you just get people on your side and you can just converse with them so easily? Like small talk. I, I hate it. Hate I hate it. it. <laughs> like, I, like, I really want to be better at it. That's yeah. the thing. I want to be better at small talk, but I, I'm, I just, oh, it's cringy for me. Yeah. And I just, it's such a struggle. And that's why when I meet most people, and I don't know, maybe I'm looking too much into myself, but when I meet most people, I'm usually super shy or I come off that way. But I think what I'm doing is I'm like trying to learn about that person so I can have a conversation on things that I know they like. Oh, yeah. Or things like I'm listening. When I'm quiet and I seem shy, I am listening. Mm-hmm. Not in a creepy way, 
But like, I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention to what people are saying. I'm I'm listening to like their preferences and collecting data, if you will. That sounds oh, yeah. super gross, but you know. No, but that makes sense. Yeah. But like, I I want to be able to talk. I don't want to. And this is a crappy way to put it, but I don't want to waste their time or my time trying to just small talk our way to something we have in common. Yeah. But like. Should I small talk? I don't know. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of times I come off super, super shy. And then people are like, whoa, this Mooney, whoa, he can talk. Yeah, no, yes, yes. I feel that exact same thing. Every time I meet new people, they're like, or like, and I've known them, and now at this point I've known them for a little bit. They're like, you know what? When we first met you, we thought you were this shy, innocent kid. And now that yeah. we know you for a long time, we know that that's not the case. And, <laughs> fir- and first of all, I'm like, uh... <laughs> What what are you trying to say? You're Sec- not innocent. Yeah, I'm like, but in second of all, I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I don't want to show up and like show out and just like be completely myself. Yeah. For these new people, when it's I don't I don't think I mean maybe this is for you, but for me it's not that I don't want to be myself. It's that. Again, kind of like, taking in the situation, who yeah. they are, what they like, yeah. Yeah, like I I like conversation, but I don't like I don't like awkward conversation. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I do. Sometimes I like creating awkward situations. It's so fun. <laughs> there there it's it's interesting. There are times where I'm just bold and I'll do awkward things to create awkward situations and just like hee <laughs> like just enjoy it. Yeah. But anyway, I, I think my my goal when meeting people is to like make them feel comfortable or like put them in a situation where they're comfortable so that we can talk, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I don't want to like be like, oh, how was the game Saturday? And they're like, oh, my dad died playing football. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's yeah. never happened to me. But, you know, like... I want to be able to like put them in a place that they feel comfortable <laughs> yeah. having a conversation yeah. and like talking that way. Yeah. Cause I feel like, I, I don't know. This is my opinion. Feel free to call me wrong, but I feel like I get to know them better when we're on comfortable ground. Yeah. And maybe, I mean, I'm not saying small talk is pointless. I mean, people do it, but as a way to find that common ground. Yeah. And maybe it's faster. I don't know. I feel like it's very virtuous. Maybe maybe it be, depends on the person. I feel like it's very virtuous to be able to hold a, a, just a bantery conversation. Oh, yeah. It, it, like, I, mean, it's I feel like it's, it's totally, totally virtuous to be able to like... I feel like it gives off like walk into a pub, sit down at the bar, and just be able to converse That's what I be. with anybody at the bar. That's really... one of the, One of my regrets in college... Is not going to enough bars and holding enough random conversations. Yeah. I held a lot of random conversations. They weren't in bars though. But I love being and that's a that's yeah. another thing. I think I have done it enough. I don't know. Maybe it is small talk. But where you just go up to a random person and just chat with them. Mm. Like there there were times where there's <laughs> we <laughs> you know this, but most people listening to the podcast, I don't know. Most of them are our friends, so they probably also know this. Yeah. But the preachers that come to the campus who are just outrageous. <laughs> Anyways, they draw a crowd. Yeah. And one of my favorite things, just to strike up a conversation, 
is to go up to someone listening and ask them, hey, what are they talking about? And get their take on what they're talking about and kind of like just give my input, not on, not really on what that person's talking about, but like on what that person thinks. Mm. And so, for instance, there was this one Christian preacher talking about how sex is evil and premarital sex is evil and if you're oh, yes. a product of it you're going to hell if you have had it you're going to oh. hell and it, anyway i don't know if that's what he was talking about because honestly i wasn't listening but that's what the person i talked to said he was talking about yeah and i said oh wow that's wow and she's like you're christian i can see the cross on your neck do you think i'm going to hell and i was like well why do you think that you would and she said well my parents had me outside of wedlock and i was like no you know, our God is a God of mercy. You know, he forgives. And also, you have not done <laughs> anything, anything wrong. wrong. <laughs> I was like, for your parents, you know, he's a God of mercy. If they seek his mercy, then he's going to forgive them. And you, that's not your, that's not your You're, sin. Yeah. You, you know, <laughs> God doesn't just condemn people for fun. Yeah. And, you know, it was interesting, <laughs> but that led into more conversation. But, yeah. you know. I don't know. Maybe that is small talk. Maybe maybe I'm a small talker sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, I feel like when you get into, like, I think once you get into, like, politics and religion, which are, like, really light things to talk, like, really fun things to talk about. Yes. Everybody now is, like, don't talk about it because it can get really heated really fast. And it's really sensitive for a lot of people because they feel like you're trying to not convert them, but you're just kind of, like to persuade them and to your side yeah you, and they they automatically take defensive because their ego is just like getting well even if it's not their ego i i think it's like fear I, I and oh gosh i love talking politics and religion yeah and here's the thing guess what everyone we don't have to be extreme in our views yeah we can be central we can like have a balanced perspective anyway yeah that's one of, and you know, this is from someone who has previously been extreme in his views. Um, and it was such a joy to be able to discover this fact that I don't have to be an extremist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, don't, huh. I mean, be extremely Catholic. Yes. Yeah. Love that. But, you know, what, like, ah, so Trump. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about Trump. Got it. I think he's a terrible person. I think he's, he's a piece of poop. Yeah. But I think sometimes he's done some good things. And people are like, oh, what? Like, if you can't admit that he has done good things, like, why not? Like, mm. if he, I, I think you should be able to look at the, the work apart from the person. Especially when it comes to politics. Mm. You know, see, does this benefit us? Yes. Is the person terrible? Maybe. But does this benefit us? Yeah. Does it benefit society? Yeah. You know? And, you know, same for Obama. Yeah. You know, be able to separate him from his work. Did he do anything great? I don't know. I was too young to pay attention. But I'm sure he did do something Some that things. benefited yeah. the society. You know? Yeah. Did I like him? No. <laughs> so? But, yeah. You know, and with religion, it's a little different. But... You know, yeah. same kind of idea. Be able to like just look at things, like always factually, see, yeah. objectively, and yeah. you know, be able to like be challenged. And that's and I've talked about this previously. I know I have. Being challenged in the faith is one of the best ways to grow in it. It's the, one of the best ways. Oh yeah. To strengthen your faith 
And so allow people to challenge you. Allow, you know, one of my favorite things about going to those preacher powwows was I would meet a lot of non-Catholics and they would pose questions about Catholicism because I would explain to them that I was Catholic. And, you know, in the business school, I was a mentor and I would mentor a lot of non-Catholics. Yeah. And I would be very forward with the fact that I was Catholic and they would ask questions about Catholicism, like challenging questions. Yeah. And, you know, through that, I came to know more about the faith. I became more confident in understanding about the faith too. Like I, I grew in my relationship with Christ. Yeah. That's why, that's why I think I, that's why I say it's very humbling or it's like the, the pride is being poked out because like, yeah. because in a sense, when somebody like asks you these questions or um, like when you don't know the answer, it's very humbling to have to be like, I don't know, but I will uh, find out for you. And we will both learn yes. through this. It's very hard to just be like, I'll come back to you with that one. Definitely. I'm not really sure. Um, that and being wrong. And being wrong. Being wrong yeah. is one, like, and I say it time and time again, and I feel like sometimes I'm trying to convince myself, but I love <laughs> being wrong. Yeah. Because, one, the opportunity to grow in humility is so present it's and juicy. so clear yeah. and very juicy. It's so juicy. It's like, hey, guess what? You thought you were right. You thought you were hot. Shit. <laughs> You're not. You're not. Yeah. And guess what? You can either be close-minded and dumb and like continue to pretend. Yeah. Or you can admit you are wrong and yeah. like move on and like ah, oh, it's such it's such a joy and gift to be able to not hold yourself that high. Yeah. To be able to be like, yeah, maybe I yeah, I am wrong. Yeah, there's something really beautiful, and I'm not speaking for all of Haitian culture, but when I went down... Thank you, Matthew. And something that I witnessed, and something that I was told beforehand was like, hey, just so you know, like, when Haitians, like, try to tell you to do something different, a different way, or um, they try to give assistance, they're not trying to tell you that the way that you're doing it is wrong. They're not trying to, like... Um, fight you or like hurt you in any way they're just trying to help mm-hmm. like they're not doing it from a place of actually I'm better and I'm more knowledgeable than you are and you suck at what you're doing <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. they're doing it from a place of let me help you and let me try to give you some advice that I learned that helped me and one of the people who, who I knew who raised families there mm, yeah um, she before we went down she was like when i was raising my kids down there the haitian moms would always like try to tell me to do to do this certain thing when i was holding him or do do this to help him to burp him or do this to feed him like all these different things and at first she was like how dare you think that i don't know how to raise my son or my daughter but then she was like no they're just they're just trying to help like they're not doing it from a place of help yeah and they're not personally attacking you by trying to help you. You're a piece of crap. Yeah, like you're a terrible. Like they're not calling her a terrible mother. They're yeah. saying, "Oh, try this. Like if this, if that doesn't work, try this." You know what I mean? Um, and I think the the funny thing is, is that we had to be reminded that that is that people were coming from a place of helping. Yeah. Whereas here in America, 
It's very much like if anybody – and so you see it on social media all the time. Yeah. If somebody tries to tell you to do something a different way or the way that you're doing something might not be you the most correct or dangerous or something like that, we're like – we're all up in arms. Yeah, we take it very personally. Exactly. We like take it to heart. But that's you, not – Yeah. <laughs> that's not always – people. Sometimes I, people just want to help. Sometimes people just want to help you and like – they don't want to see you fail or, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's okay to be wrong. Yeah. And when other people are right and they want to help you by giving the, giving you what they know is true, we t- like, we're like, what the hell do you think you're talking about? Like, you, like, <laughs> like but, but, and that was something that I really appreciated down there and something that I had to learn, like when we were doing projects or making things, like when we were making activities, a lot of the guys would kind of like come and watch us or people who live on the street would come and watch us building these activities for camp. And because the language barrier, there was a little bit of language barrier. I didn't always understand what they were saying. Yeah. Um, sometimes they would just kind of like grab the tools and like start working and be like, this is like, which means do this, like, do, do this. Yeah? I was like, what are you saying? And they're like, do this. Yeah. Do this. And I'm like, Oh, oh okay. And a part of me was like, like, Oh, I hated I was wrong, but at the same time, another part of me is like, they're so, helping. Yeah, <laughs> they're helping. They're yeah. trying to help, making you look less stupid. Exactly. They're like, you look really dumb right now. Let, come on. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> is staring. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I really just had to learn that, and I was like, that's so beautiful. So now, do you kind of just closing on conversation and going circling back as we said we would to stupidity? Do you think we've lost the ability to? To be stupid because people are constantly recording. Like, we become self-conscious. At least, in like, if you're, doing, if you're doing something stupid nowadays, it's like, ah, I gotta make this good because it's possible it could be recorded. I don't know. What do you think? Feel free to disagree. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, when I, when I see a movie, like, have you seen the movie Dazed and Confused? No. It's 70s pinnacle like movie has no plot no plot at all love that it's just high schoolers doing high school things getting high going to parties doing stupid stuff like wrecking mailboxes and going to pool bars yeah and hanging out matthew mcconaughey was in it he was like 10 20 years older than the rest of the high schoolers very creepy but (laughs) like as the like the character was anyway kind of creepy but and i was like dad is this really what the 70s was like and he was like some of it i don't know but the majority yeah we just did stupid stuff yeah (laughs) um and on some level it's like yeah like you said oh i'm getting recorded who knows if this is going to be put on world star yeah i gotta make this you know good good and then there's some of us that are like i don't really want to get in trouble like i don't want to well i'm not even talking about like Like, bad good things i'm talking about goofing off like like for instance when my sister was recording me i was just doing a weird voice oh okay she i don't even remember what it was but it was like like something like that and she's like look at my brother he's 22 years old and he's making a really high pitched (laughs) weird voice and it like first off i don't care like i said it's one of interesting long story but (laughs) There's like, there's, okay. So there's even like <laughs> clans in my family. Yes. 
that are defined by this trait. Yuts and Dufala. Yuts do care. Dufalas don't. Interesting. I am a Dufala. <laughs> little exposure there. Interesting. I'm a Dufala. But, you know, I, I don't care. Like, I will walk around Disney World like a dinosaur. Yeah. You know, with my little T-Rex arms and, like, taking big steps. It looks stupid, but it's fun. You know, I'm having fun. I'm just goofing off. Yeah. And there are some people like, <laughs> and they will even pull out their phone and be like, oh my gosh, look how funny. It's like, there's, there's a lot, a- I, I feel like, and even myself, even though I do not care, there are times that I do. And then I'm like, ah, this yeah. would be fun, but someone's going to record me. Yeah. It's almost like we get stage fright whenever we do something exactly. foolish. It's like, exactly. I don't want to do something that could be humiliating. I don't want to pe- I don't want people to see me in this light because they're going to think I'm stupid. Yeah. So or like we feel I'm, we have a reputation to uphold of being serious. Yeah, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel I feel like a lot of people I think that's robbed us of a of a very that. specific yeah. joy of just being dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Like who who cares? <laughs> like what so they think you're stupid and then they have a conversation with you and then they realize I mean, maybe you are stupid, but like, <laughs> no, but then I have a conversation with you and they're like, oh, this is actually a genuine human being that is not yeah. just, you know, a dinosaur with T-Rex arms. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> walking around Disney World. Yeah. There's like more to them than meets the eye. And if people are foolish to think that that's all you are or that that's all that I am, you know, then that, that shows that they're not, yeah, but, you know? But I think what I'm trying to emphasize is, do you think we've lost that, that like joy that comes from that, that like freedom? A childlikeness. Yes. Because children do stupid things all, all the, the time. time. All the time. <laughs> and because they're children, it's wonderful and okay and awesome. But as an adult, it's like, ah, ha, ha, look at him. He's making a fool of himself for being childlike. Yeah. And having fun in a way that's like just weird to everyone else. Yeah. I don't know. And, and again, like I'm, I'm not talking about like drugs like you shouldn't do drugs don't do drugs kids and not even talking about like hitting mailboxes with a bat because that's illegal (laughs) but like just stupid little joys got it like being able to break out of your comfort zone and walk around didn't wear like a t-rex yeah you know or or like i don't know doing weird voices at your sisters because there's something there's something there's people who that those jokes are meant for, who exactly. don't who don't see it as like they know that you're not like humiliating yourself because like they know who you are and they know that you're more than that. But like doing it in front of others, there's just something very humbling about about it today. Yeah, and like allowing yourself to be in a position where you can be embarrassed. Or you can be humiliated. Yeah. And even, I think it even says something about us that we feel the need to record it. Because instead of being able to enter into this ridiculousness and laugh along with it, we have to think about, oh my gosh, I'm going to share this with this person and it's going to make them laugh too. Yeah. It's like, well, can't we just have a have a moment here and like laugh together and be silly? Yeah. You know? But instead we try to like perpetuate that moment. Yeah. Like even if we're just recording it to keep for ourselves, like we're we're attempting to perpetuate this just this moment, and then that's not how it works. Yeah. I don't know. Take a picture; it'll last longer. <laughs> or don't take a picture. Enjoy it in the yeah, memory. Enjoy the moment. Yeah. Allow the temporary 
aspect yeah. provide more joy and more beauty to the moment. There's one of those photos from like Time Magazine or National Geographic, one of those like huge photography art mm-hmm. institutes of one of the papal visits to, I forget whether it was the States or something like that, but the picture is of the crowd, like at the railing mm-hmm. where the Popemobile goes by. And there was a whole bunch of tourists with their phone out, like taking videos and pictures. And then in the middle, there's this little old lady oh, yeah, at I the rail, this. and she's just taking it in. She's beaming. And she's just gazing upon our shepherd, just taking yeah. it in and like being with, being in that moment. And that's a whole other, <laughs> I feel like there's a whole much more to that. But putting ourselves in situations that can be uncomfy. It's difficult. It is. But it helps to grow. Amen. Do you have anything else? Sometimes childishness can be spiritually helpful. Do with that as you will. Childishness can be spiritual help spiritually helpful. Like you just said, walking around like a T Rex can be a situation well, I think, I think... in which you're like you said, yeah. So I, like I think even stuff like that all the time. Even beyond that, like it, I think it just be healthy for us mentally. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just like it's just even even not even looking at spiritual benefits. I think for our sanity, it can be healthy because you're not always on edge thinking about what everyone else is thinking. You're not mm-hmm. always thinking, oh, am I being recorded or not? Oh, is this going to ruin my reputation? Oh my gosh, is this a mistake? Like, bleh. Yeah. Just breathe. Just, just be a child sometimes. And just may, maybe not think about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do stupid things. Yes. Like, stupid in the sense that you will get arrested or ruin your relationship with your family. Mm-hmm. Like, not like that. But inconsequentially stupid things. I think we, I think we just constantly have this pressure on ourselves. And that builds up and, and we like, we're like shoving down... This desire to just like be free mm-hmm. and be ourselves and in that way. And so, yes, like I think there are mental consequences and I think there are spiritual consequences to that. That's it. That's all I have to say. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, you know what? I'm going to go first on last words this time. I always, I always go last. My final thoughts. Oh, that was my final thoughts. Oh, those were your final thoughts? Yeah. Ah, oh, dang it. Next time, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> that's why That's why I was like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were asking me to, to oh, do with it. No, that's why I was like, let's uh, do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, well, I, I guess I'll just make that my final thoughts then. Com- combined with yours. I'm sorry. One I big final thought. Clearer. One big giant final thought. I'm sorry, I should have been here. <laughs> you're good, you're good. Um, thank you, everyone who is listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash thecrossguard. And we have our social media and our website in the show notes if you want to check those out. And we love you and we're praying for you.
think is really interesting. What? How in a lot of our podcasts, we're like, childlikeness is great. Childishness, don't do that. And then today we were like, Childishness can be good. Actually, go for it. <laughs> I just think that was interesting. That's why my final thought was just like, childishness can actually be good sometimes. Because yeah. I know that we've said in past conversations, that's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I think we were talking about like spiritual childishness. Like. Because the main thing that we used to talk about was the one instance at Life Team where they like made you guys like run around. Yeah. And then I was like, well, today we're talking about. Yeah. No, you're right. Running around. Well, <laughs> so. Yeah. I think the difference, the difference is the Life Team thing was like forced. Yeah. Forced childishness. So you just didn't want to do what other people told you to do? No, I think it was... I think childishness isn't something you can force. But I think... I mean, I think they're just, like, giving you an opportunity... To but it wasn't even that. ...let loose, No, no, you no, know? it wasn't even that. They're like, no, you need to. It was like, oh, we can't hear you. Gotta, you gotta be letting loose. You gotta be loud. And if you weren't yeah. doing it, they'd be like, why aren't you doing it? Mm, yeah. You know? I think... Childishness can be great. It's okay to be childish mm-hmm. with parameters. What is it? Temperance. Yeah. Prudence. Prudence. Fortitude. Justice. <laughs> but I think I think it's I think when it's forced, it's just like this first off is ingenuine. Yeah. And second off, I don't know. And this is I guess back to it's just my perspective. Like, there were people who were living into it and loving it. Yeah. But I think... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just my pride. Maybe I'm dumb. Maybe I'm like, I don't want to be childish right now. I'm serious. Yeah. You. <laughs> I have to tinkle. Speaking of being childish. Go tinkle, you child. I have to tinkle!